Welcome to the Pushing Buttons Podcast, the weekly video game podcast where we talk about our ideas, concepts, opinions, and experiences within the video game industry. Thank you for listening to this podcast, however you're listening to this, to this podcast. Let me try to speak there. Thanks. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're listening to so far, <laughs> click that like button, subscribe for future episodes of this rambling and others. I'm Kevin. I am Robert. And this is Kyle. And we're going to be doing a little something different today. Uh, normally we plan in advance what we're going to be talking about on the podcast, and we kind of have an outline of sorts, but today we're just going to free flow, free form flow. Freestyle. There we go. We're going to freestyle. Wiki, wiki, woo. But of course, before we get to that, how have you two, and then myself afterwards, enjoyed our previous weeks? I played well. (laughs) That's it. Hey, Robert, how was your week? (laughs) I had a good week. Yeah? Uh, Lots of Spider-Man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of Spider-Man. 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 Uh, I finished the story. Cool. A couple days ago. Did you enjoy it? <clears throat> I did. I enjoyed it a lot. It really uh, picks up at the end. It picked up in the, at the end of the first act pretty well, too. Yeah. It 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 escalates quickly <laughs> towards the end. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I liked how they've taken the story of Spider-Man and kind of done their own version of it. Um. And of course, it's a Marvel game, so you got to stick around for the credits. Oh, there's um, an after credit scene. Yeah, yeah. Well, nice. there's two. There's like one. You know how like they'll have like the stylized credits first. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it'll just go to the, the black like, the plain screen. text after that. Yeah. There's one scene right after the end of those first credits, and then there's one at the very end. Okay. The mid credits right. scene. Yeah, basically. Um, both kind of setting up for a sequel. Definitely setting up for a sequel. You know, they haven't announced it. You know they're going to. But, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm just going around through the different districts and trying to... I'm actually going to try to 100% it, nice. which I usually don't do because <clears throat> it you. seems very attainable in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not you don't have to worry about, like, getting, you know, gold medals on all these challenges or whatever. It's just having done those challenges, you know, you get... It counts towards your percentage, so... I see. Yeah. It's it's all fun stuff, too. Like, every yeah. side thing that I've done in the game so far, I've had a blast with. Mm-hmm. Most of them. There's been a couple times that I got pretty upset, <laughs> angry. There's still even I think I'm <clears throat> level 48 now, and there's still some like random crimes and stuff that I'll have a tough time with and I'll actually die. It's especially with the Sable guys. Yeah. They're, they're when you dicks. get like the jetpack guys along with the guys that are shooting rockets, and then the guys that have like the tentacle things that are pulling you down. Yeah. Gets kind of annoying, but. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then I did, I haven't played The Witcher for like a week since I got this game, but since I beat it the other night, I did play a couple hours last night. Cool. And I shouldn't have done that <laughs> at, right after playing Spider-Man because <laughs> I, was, I was doing the same controls in Spider-Man. So I kept trying to like Web run. Well, I kept trying to run with the trigger. Uh, and in The Witcher, the trigger is your power. Oh, okay. And so I kept like using my telekinesis or whatever and blowing people away instead of running. It's like, damn. Oh, man, I can relate to that, yeah. So many games it's, I played, and I play another game, and I'm just, like, yeah. so hooked into the old game still. It's hard to transition yeah. back and forth so close like that, but, yeah. Those yeah, are the only two. Rewire your brain, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, I did download the Forza Horizon 4 demo also. Oh, cool. Check it out that for a little bit. Yeah. Nice. It kind of it goes through each season. It's kind of like the demo they showed at, uh, I think it was E3. 
Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes through each season, and then after that, you can do a couple races. But it's as a fan of the series, it, it's, it looks good. Graphics are gorgeous. The different seasons are cool. I like having the different challenges and stuff. So mm-hmm. nice. looking forward to that in a couple weeks. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's, that's and uh, you mentioned uh, Tomb Raider as well. Yeah, well, I got Tomb Raider because I pre-ordered it before Amazon cut off their 10% off for pre-ordering a game. So I wanted to get it because I knew it was going to play it eventually. But gotcha. So you'd rather I, pay 48 bucks for it now than pay potentially 60 bucks when you're ready to play it. Exactly. So I got that. I haven't beaten the first two yet, so I still got to play those before I play this one, but I am really excited to play it. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, that's that's about it for my week. Cool. I haven't done much outside of Spider-Man myself. Spider-Man. Which I'm still super happy that you're playing. Yeah. I'm, I think, 72% done with that game now. Catching up. Damn. Yeah. Um, I've done definitely way more of the side stuff than I have the main story. The The main story's good. It, it has its moments where it's actually good for a person that's not a fan of mm-hmm. Spider-Man or Marvel in general. There's some... Some elements to it that that kind of grab me. Overall, it's, it's it's all about the gameplay and the side missions mm-hmm. that I enjoy the most about it. I was telling you, Robert, earlier about uh, my favorite part of the game is the the demon warehouses because mm-hmm. I love challenging myself that first wave, taking everybody out stealthily, and then seeing if, how, what I can rack my combo up to for the yeah. next five waves. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. The combat's so varied. Mm-hmm. And you have to adjust your gameplay style or adjust how you're um, approaching combat based on the enemies that are in the room at the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's It reminded me a lot of the combat in God of War, actually. Hmm. In the way that different enemies had different weaknesses and different ways to uh, counter your like specific moves and you had to change your tactics based on how they were. When you get groups of varied enemies together, you really have to pay attention to how you're fighting. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I got that in God of War and I'm actually getting it. I'm, I think I'm doing better at it with Spider-Man because it's so, f- it's, it's a lot faster than God of War. It's, it's all quick strikes and swinging and. Yeah. yeah like uh, playing the Batman Arkham series, it gets like that too, where you have groups of yeah. all the different enemy types all yeah. together at once. And you have to really, playing your next move while you're pummeling the current guy. The thing about God of War, Arkham, and Spider-Man is that they all seemed like the combat system was made for those kinds of fights. When you get that same style of fight in Assassin's Creed, it just seems like they're throwing enemies at you just to try to make it harder. and doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's crafted to the point where you're supposed to have that challenge. It's just hard for the sake of being hard. Mm-hmm. Like They'll just throw enemies because they made them. I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense. I like Spider-Man a lot. Yeah. I really do. I did want to say, I know you were talking about, like, the suit powers, and you like the one that where you just jump up and web everything yeah. in sight. Yeah. The one I was using a lot of lately was, uh, I don't know if you've got the suit yet, but you get the power where you uh, charge up, like, you get, like, uh, electric. I haven't used that one yet. Like, hands. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, like, anyone you touch... It electrifies them, and yeah. then it spreads out to all the other enemies. So you, like, punch one guy, and all of a sudden everyone around him is just, yeah. like, stunned, and that's yeah. a lot of fun. I, 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 I see that, but I tried that. I think I may have tried it once, mm-hmm. but then I just used the electric web instead. And it w- wasn't the exact same effect. It was the same effect, just not to the same extent. Yeah. But 
I, yeah, I really like the Web Blossom. I did try the one where you get like the the arms that come out, like mm-hmm. the metal arms. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's in the game. Yeah, it was. Nice. It was okay. War, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was okay. It wasn't that great. Is there a suit that like upgrades your traversal capabilities? Like, can you glide? Like the web suit? No. Oh, really? Oh man. You do upgrade like as you level up your health and your dam- melee damage and your swinging speed all go up by. Oh, no, but there's percentage. no way of like traversal upgrades. No, you get it all right at the back, right off the oh, bat. Okay. And it's just a matter of mastering. There, them. yeah. I think there was like uh, one or two that you did have to unlock, like web zip, like an upgraded oh, web zip or whatever, okay. like the point launch. Mm-hmm. You land on something really quick and quickly jump off it. But other than that, no, it's all. And like the health and the like swing speed and all that is all like hidden. You don't actually see the statistics. Okay. It's just whenever you like level up, it'll pop up Save, on the like, screen saying, yeah, like plus whatever. 10% health now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you, there's no way to actually look and see where you're at. Well, you can see your health because it gives you the number at the top left of the screen. Well, yeah. But like as far as yeah, the web yeah. speed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's seriously all about mastering because you can go through just holding R two and kind of swing, or you can as you're on the down swing, let go of L two and you'll get a little bit of boost or R two, then press R two again and you can keep that momentum, or you get to the point where you're uh, zip lining to a point and then doing the point launch, you have to mm-hmm. hit the button right at the right time to get another big boost. It's all about mastering the the mm-hmm. speed and the angles, mm-hmm. the timing. That yeah. sounds kind of. Uh... <laughs> Like very, what's the word? Like uh, it's engrossing. It's satisfying. Yeah, it's engaging. Not like, like the Nokia Engage. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's all I've been doing outside of mm-hmm. you know, the usual work stuff. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I have not gotten around to playing any more of the Messenger, but I do want to talk about how much of it I have played. Yes. I said last week that. I really want to talk about it, and I'm not as excited to talk about it now as I was last week, but Spider-Man kind of took precedent. The Messenger, it's a good game. And I don't know anything about it, so what kind of game is it? So it's... The first half of the game is very 2D Ninja Gaiden, like the original Ninja Gaiden games. It's an action platformer that's all about speed, though. Whereas Ninja Gaiden was just... Not as much. It was just kind of walk forward, jump forward, hmm. throw shurikens, and use a sword. Uh, the messenger is about speed at which you kill the enemies, and the main uh, mechanic of the game is anytime you hit something with a sword that reacts to it, hmm. like an enemy or a light or something, you hmm. get another jump, and you can keep that going forever. And then you get other power-ups on top of that to where you're gliding, like the Spider-Man suit that you were talking about, Kyle. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> you get a rope dart, but... As they referenced in the game, everybody's just going to call it a grappling hook anyway. That's what the shopkeeper tells you. (laughs) Everybody's just going to call it a grappling hook anyway. The best way that I can describe this game was actually another line of dialogue within the game. About halfway through, when the game turns into more of a Metroidvania exploration game, uh, you go back to your starting village and uh, your teacher asks you how the adventure is going so far. And my response is very much what what the character responses is that it's harder than I thought, but the music is great. (laughs) (laughs) They put the perfect back of the box Uh uh, blurb in as dialogue in the game. It's a very self-referential game. It's Mm -hmm. self-aware. It knows who and what it is. Um, It wears its inspirations on its sleeve and it references all of them. Mm. There's Easter eggs and stuff throughout. I think the game slows down heavily 
when you get to the Metroidvania portion of it, the last half of the game. Because the first half of the game is about beating a level, beating a boss, going to the next level, and it gets harder. Mm-hmm. With the exploration half of the game, it can it's still, if you go through it from the first level all the way through the end again, which you don't have to, you can do it in any order, it does get a little harder as you go. But it doesn't have that same level of pacing. And it was the pacing in the first half of the game that I really loved. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't... It, there's no real penalty for dying. Yeah, you'll have something that follows you around and collects the shards, the collectibles in the game, so you can't do it, but it, it's hardly a... It, it's mostly inconsequential. So get when you die, you just go right back to the last checkpoint and mm-hmm. don't have to worry about starting over from the beginning of a level. Mm-hmm. I... I really like the game, and it's very easy to recommend at 20 bucks, but it does slow down a lot, and I didn't care for the pacing in the last half of the game. Hmm. Overall, fantastic game, funny game. I really enjoy the, the humor in it. And the story is actually pretty good uh, for it being like a, a new retro-style game with hmm. self-aware humor and all that. It actually has a decent story to it, and I was surprised by it. I don't nice. know what the ending or the endings entail yet, but I'm excited to get there, and I'll talk about it when I do. Nice. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah, it's my take on the messenger. I look forward to it, too. Nice. So freeform, huh? Hey, yeah. Freestyling. Let's, let's do this. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of the point, though. I thought that's what was going to happen. <laughs> figured that would happen. Going back to one of our previous episodes, though, I don't know if we talked about the announcement of uh, Henry Cavill as Geralt. I don't think we ever mentioned it, no. Not officially on the podcast, no. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that one of your guys' discussion pieces when you were casting that movie? It, it wasn't we, one of your suggestions? We didn't suggestions. cast him, but it, we brought it up because yeah. someone had did the, like the Photoshop of him yeah. in it. Yeah. 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 Um, I like I like Henry Cavill a lot. I loved him as Superman, and he's not like the greatest actor in the world. But I think with the right material, he can do good. And plus, Geralt is supposed to be kind of a emotionless, gruff kind of person, anyways. So I think it'll fit. I'm just having a hard time picturing him with the white hair and (laughs) all that stuff, like cat's eyes. So I mean, without the voice of the original character in the game. It's going to be really hard to sell, I think. I've got faith in Netflix, though. Mm. I don't. I haven't seen any Netflix original that I've watched that I haven't liked mm. that I can think of, at least off the top of my head. And I've watched quite a few of them. I ended up stopping Narcos partway through because I wasn't really enjoying what it was. But mm. Ozark is great. The new seasons of Arrested Development are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 Reasons Why. I watched both seasons of that so far. And you like Lost in Space a lot, right? Lost in Space was yeah. fantastic. Uh, I know there's like a hundred other. Mindhunters was I haven't a seen great, that. great series. What is it about? Um, it's true stories. It's based on a, like a, when the FBI started their, like, um, what's that unit called? Basically. Uh, the people that study the serial killers and try yeah. to catch them, basically. Okay. But how that started and how they wanted to start interviewing serial killers to help them understand and get into their mind gotcha. to help catch them. explore the psychology behind yeah. why they committed those acts of crime. Okay. And it's it's really good. And part of it is because of David Fincher was 
show running it, and he did like a Fight Club, Zodiac. Um, I love that movie, by the way. Zodiac. Is Zodiac's great. a great movie. Yeah, but you know he's uh, Gone Girl, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So right. he, it's those dark, moody films. That he has a very specific aesthetic that made it a really good show, and you felt like you were watching like an HBO show. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Is it? A, it's not. So it's not a documentary. No. Okay. It's an actual it's drama a, it's show. It's a drama. And it's it's kind of based like a on a thriller type show or Yeah. Okay. Kind of like that. Um it's based on the guy's book, the guy that started it. Okay. So he wrote a book about the beginnings and all that and he adapted it and like their names are different but same kind of stories and so there's a bunch of famous serial killers and And they do insert the actual criminals as characters in the show. Okay. So That's it's, interesting. it's very dark, very atmospheric, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And, uh, good acting. That's one of my favorite Netflix shows. But. Uh, did you guys watch Castlevania? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. I think season you haven't seen it? two no. is coming out soon. I think the October? style. October, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the style's never been my thing. I've but never... because I've heard so much good things about it, it's You'll in my like list. It. You'll like it. I just it. haven't gotten My fiance and I have watched, we watched all four episodes of season one mm-hmm. in a row. And I don't care for anime. She doesn't care for anime. And she knew nothing of Castlevania, and I knew nothing of old school Castlevania. So it was brand new to all to both of us, and mm-hmm. we both freaking loved it. It was great. Uh, there were what, like eight episodes, right? No, four. Well, season four. two is going to have eight. Okay. I believe. Season one's four. I knew yeah. it was short. So. Yeah, it's like four 25-minute episodes or gotcha. something like that. Yeah. It's really short. I mean, uh, I've played a good portion of the games, and uh, I can attest to how excellent they are. Especially, you know, Symphony of the Night. That's where Alucard comes mm-hmm. from. He's the main character in that game. Mm-hmm. If you love the show, you would love that game. Especially if you like Metroidvanias. I've played it. Not all the way through. Oh, okay. I've played it, though. It's a great game. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what Season 2 is going to install. or Entail? Entail. Pardon mm-hmm. me. Uh, <laughs> I got you. Um, <laughs> cover, bro. But I did enjoy that adaptation. It was It was really good. It felt like they were trying to throw... A lot of all of the like NES and SNES story, like the game, the story from the NES and SNES games, all into four episodes of the show. Yeah, but it all came together very well and made me really excited for a season two. Hmm. As long as you get through the uh, the goat fucking scene, <laughs> I think that was the first episode. I, for- I forgot about that. Like, if you completely. make it through that, you'll love the show. <laughs> Now I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> Do not watch that with your children. No, around. definitely not. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I, already, um, I already know it's bloody and it's all that. It's very so, gory, yeah. yes. It's yeah. insanely gory. But that's what's also awesome about it. Because in the games, you know, you would imagine it's gory. Right. And, you know, in a video game, you can only show off so much without it being cartoony or whatever. Yeah. But this adaptation is really awesome. Yeah. You know, this is something I wanted to talk about. So, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, have you played it? I started playing the... I bought them on Steam. They're the 3D ones, right? Yeah, the ones that are like God of War. I started playing the first one. Because mm-hmm. I bought... I think I bought that and the second one on Steam during a sale. Mm-hmm. I played it for... I gave it a really good effort. Like, longer than I tried Darksiders for. And I couldn't get into it. Yeah. That game does Mirror not get enough credit, I think. Really? 
I think so. I just thought it was a really bad game. No, I think it's a fantastic <laughs> game. I didn't like it. I was playing through it. Because... The pacing was really slow and I felt slow. I hate slow-feeling games. Well, I can understand that. But what it did so well was that it tried so hard to make a 3D Castlevania work. And I know they had to borrow a lot of elements from God of War and yeah. other games like it. Devil May Cry. Because there were other open <laughs> 3D Castlevania games and they've all sucked. Mm-hmm. Like there was the really bad the N64, N64 one. one. Yeah. And then there were the two PlayStation ones, which I haven't played, but I heard were kind of eh. Like, it didn't really yeah. capture it. But Lords of Shadow, I I mean, it, it's really hard to kind of see it as a Castlevania game. Because it doesn't necessarily have the same reference material. Right. Because it's an origin story. But I think what it did so well was that it gave it a damn good attempt. And it made it its own thing. I feel like if it was not called Castlevania, it'd be a really good game. That's a good point. But I, that game was such an epic adventure. Like, I loved every portion of that game. Like, even collecting everything and all the boss fights. So you think it just didn't get its due because it had the, the main name Castlevania Basically, attached to it yeah. and didn't live up to people's expectations? I mean, the story was fantastic. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but I love the ending of the game. I thought it was fantastic. Like, there's, like, a mid credit scene that sets up the sequel. And I've heard mixed things about the sequel. I haven't played it. Okay, I was going to ask that. But the first one I just thought was a home run at the time for Konami. And I hate how they're just pissing on its grave with pachinko machines. Because <laughs> that's all they do now. Is it? Konami, yeah. They take all their franchises, Silent Hill, Metal Gear, Castlevania, and they just make pachinko machines in Japan. They don't make new games anymore. Because huh. you remember that Metal Gear Survive... Abomination. Mm. I do. That I do. I haven't played it, but it looked absolutely I would terrible. I say, isn't that why Hideo Kojima left too and started his own company? Part of that. Part of it well, was that. Well, that too, I mean, I feel really bad for him because he had this grand vision for MGS5, Phantom Pain, and Konami just cut the cord too early. He probably needed another good year, I would say, to finish the game properly. But, of course, Konami just wasn't having it anymore. Because they canceled the Silent Hills game. Right, yeah. And that was huge wasted opportunity. Man, they totally... Yahoo! ...the bed with that decision. <laughs> the, speaking of delays, <clears throat> did you guys hear that uh, they moved Battlefront up, I think, three three weeks? Four weeks? I didn't hear that. Because it was releasing in between Call of Duty and Red Dead? If Are I you talking correctly? about Battlefield? Did I say Battlefront? Yeah. So I meant Battlefield. Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefield. Oh, Battlefield 5. Yes. Good catch. Yeah. Thank you. I knew what you meant, but I didn't catch that you said the wrong name. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I haven't played a Battlefield game since Bad Company 2, so. I think that's why they <laughs> they pushed it, <laughs> because they realized that people only have so much money to spend. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Red Dead's just going to be a oh, juggernaut, yeah. so. Yeah, people... Uh, People have played yeah. Call of Duty. They play Call of Duty every year. Red mm-hmm. Dead comes out once a decade or so. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the, the game that sucks up most people's time. Mm-hmm. I will attest to that. That's the only game I'm buying for the rest of the year and playing the hell out of. I am debating getting WWE 2K19. Oh. I got 2K16 on sale on Steam. But I typically don't play those games. I'm trying. I'm debating trying to get back into it. 
I don't know if I want to. I mean, not. you love wrestling so much, so. Yeah, but I'm really losing interest <laughs> in WWE. Hmm. I really am. It's not the podcast for me to talk about that, but <laughs> right. God, I would love to. <laughs> I don't know if that game would be worth it for me to buy. Hmm. How do you guys decide if you're on the cusp <clears throat> of wanting to buy a game? Hmm. What makes you go over the, the edge and spend your hard-earned cash on it? Honestly, uh, I was not planning on buying God of War when it came out. Really? Hmm. I was. I, I mean, I saw footage of it and it looked great. Yeah. But I wasn't like dying to play it. And then I saw all these review scores, like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, and I'm just like, oh, this is a must-play. And for me, I felt like I had to experience it leading up to the release. So you're saying that we need to do an episode that talks about reviews and review (laughs) scores. Eventually down the line, yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's other games. I mean, it's kind of like a catch-22 because, you know, because we're working full-time now. Yeah. You have to choose wisely on what to spend your money well, sh- on. Let's just talk about it right now. Let's, let's go into full d- discussion right now. I want to have this discussion right now. Go on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as a kid, it was a lot easier because, you know, whatever tickled your fancy, you could pick and play. I mean, I imagine it. it's so easy now to do it compared to when we were all younger. You know, you'd have to beg your parents for buying the game for you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, if you're a teenager, you can just, you know, download it on your phone or whatever. Right. Like Fortnite. (laughs) 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 But I mean, you know, back then, it's so different compared to now because there's so much that's the same. Whereas back then, it was a lot more diversified. Like the game stood out more on their own. So it wasn't really so much word of mouth based as it is nowadays. I, I heard about most games I played from word of mouth back then. Oh, really? Yeah. That and magazine, magazines. That magazine was a big thing for me. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, growing up, we only had, like, IGN and GameSpot and, like, magazines for reviews. Oh, yeah. And that's what I based a lot of my decisions on was gotcha. those previews that they would showcase. So, for reviews for you, you th- that goes back to you as a child then. Yeah. Okay. Because I've... Especially as a kid, even less then than now, did I use reviews to judge what game I'd play. I never oh. even knew game reviews were a thing when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Like, I, I read articles and lo- I mostly looked at pictures of video games, but I would literally judge the game by its cover. If the mm-hmm. cover or the title of the game appealed to me, I'd rent it. Oh, okay. That, that's how that worked for me. Mm-hmm. But now, I like to to see the game in action and make mm-hmm. my own judgments i agree with that yeah i don't care for what somebody else that may or may not like the same style of game as me has to say about it i just like to see it and that's why review scores yet you can get a general idea that a game is going to be great just by seeing 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 9.5 out of 10 all over the place Mm -hmm. but that still doesn't really mean that i'm going to like it Mm -hmm. I, i don't care for reviews i think that metacritic as as a metric for people being able to keep their jobs and getting uh, salary bonuses and stuff like that it is it is flat beyond belief that that is that's what happens in the AAA game industry is that th- those scores mean pretty much whether or not a person can keep their job mm-hmm. i don't know if that's 100% of the time but there have been there are articles out there and i'm not going to cite them here because i don't know any of them off the top of my head <laughs> <laughs> but it is 
something that happens and I tying a number like if you have an eight out of ten game, is it still gonna be eight out of ten ten years from now? Fifteen years from now, is it still gonna be an eight out of ten game? I think lasting well, appeal or being able to go back and play it like you can play Sonic the Hedgehog, the original one now, and have a blast with it, or Super Mario, but there are games that came out in that time frame that were seen as good, like Krusty's Super Funhouse or whatever that was, the <laughs> Simpsons game that I loved on the Super or on the Sega Genesis. Yeah. I can't bl- go and play that game now. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But it was great back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very much a score that's very much based on the time period that it's released mm-hmm. in. And it's all subjective. And games can age both gracefully and terribly. Essentially, for me, I would say that my, like what I look for has evolved over time. Because, you know, I'm over 30 now, so I'm considered an old man gamer. (laughs) So I'm going to have old man tastes. (laughs) You know, we're boomers now, apparently. And uh, for me, I just see what I've already played, and I'm just like, I don't really want to keep doing that. (laughs) You want new experiences. For the most part, I mean... With some genres, you can't help but play the same thing over and over, like for me in Warcraft. But I mean, for games like the Soul series, like back when that was first huge, I was like, oh man, this is so exciting. And I really enjoy that style of gameplay. And just see that gameplay enhanced over the series' lifetime with Bloodborne making it faster. And then again with uh, Sekiro coming out in uh, March. Uh, I feel like that's going to make it even more action-packed. Like, there's a new trailer that came out for mm-hmm. it, uh, I think on Monday. And I'm really liking what I'm seeing from that game. It looks like it's going to be flipping Bloodborne on top of its head by making the verticality like a main like method of traversal gotcha. through a level. Or like a, a stage, I guess. But... I feel like moving forward, there's going to be so little to diversify, like the AAA titles. I think that's been the trend, or at least the what people say is the trend, since Call of Duty started becoming an annual thing. Yeah. But, uh, Robert, mm-hmm. do you read reviews, look at reviews, buy, judge whether or not you're going to buy a game based on score? Um, not so much. Usually, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of the game I want to get anyways. Um, I honestly don't branch out a lot because I kind of like the stuff I like and that's it. So I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. I do like reading reviews because I like, I guess, seeing if it's confirming what I already think about the game. Okay. So, you know, I like the big franchises like, you know, Assassin's Creed. So I always know even if the review is bad, I'm still going to get it. Gotcha. Stuff like that. But, um, definitely reviews for games like the Witcher 3, you know, before I played it, I was never into that series. But when it started getting all that good word of mouth, it made me look into it more. Or like God of War. Whereas before, I played the third one and I was a fan of it, but once you started hearing like all these amazing things about it, it's like, okay, well now now I'm going to look further into it and see if it's something I want to get. Yeah, I, I see that. Uh, mm-hmm. With The Messenger, I saw a trailer for it on my my Twitter feed, mm-hmm. and I was like, this game looks right up my alley. So I looked it up on Steam, and where did I go? I went to the... oh, I went to the discussion where people were talking about the game. Mm-hmm. And after yeah. the game comes out, especially on Steam, there's always tons of reviews. I, I like reading those if they're mm-hmm. short enough and get to the point. 
because I can always look into a person's mm-hmm. game, Steam library and be like, oh, they do play the same kind of yeah. games as me. I trust what they say about it. Yeah, I do like comments and stuff like that. People that are like real people actually playing it, not just people that are getting paid to write about, yeah, to review it. Like actual people that are feel like you get a better sense of what the game's actually like. There is a value in those types of reviews, though. Like, Mm -hmm. if I would have read a full review for Aliens Colonial Marines, I would have avoided buying that game and having the complete disappointment that I had. Exactly. Probably would have rented it. I probably still would have rented it. See, that's where I kind of feel like subjective reviews are pointless. I feel like the objective score is, like, the most useful thing for determining... If I want to play a game or not, but even the score is subjective because it's it's well based on the it's the based off of the person's experiences, right? Yeah. But I can relate just by the score alone, like whether I want to play it or not. So if it's like a three point five, I know I'm not going to play it. But if it's a ten, I want to play it. Does it matter who scores it? That no. So if I think that Assassin's Creed three which is a terrible game, is a 2.5 out of 10. Subjectively, would you play it? Well, you're not uh, authority on video game journalism. <laughs> so it does matter who says it then? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I, I've, I thought you meant like, you know, just any person walking off the street coming up to be, you know, being like, yo, that Assassin's Creed game was total <laughs> shit, mate. You know, I'd be like, like what, what would you score it? He'd be like, oh, it's easy. It's a 1.5 in the pissa, you know, <laughs> something like that. And I'd be Are like. Are you visiting Britain? I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know why you enjoy playing games. I don't consider your opinion at all. But, but you know with my video- opinion. I like, you know, the games I play. I do. Yeah, and I like Assassin's Creed games. I know you didn't like Assassin's Creed 3 either, so it was probably a poor example. There was news that it's being remastered. remastered. That's kind of exciting. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, I I apparently stole something from Well, no, I was just going to say, I was going to wait till the end now. I was going to say it earlier, but. uh, Well, let's talk about that. Well, I was just going to say, I'm excited for it. I know you guys hate that game, but. I'm actually excited for it. It's a. Part of the season pass, and I'm excited to play a remastered version of three because I loved three. I'm excited and to play a remaster because three sucked ass, and I want to see them to play change it again because they will change the what sucked about it into a more streamlined experience. I don't think that's how that works. I think they're just going <laughs> to update the graphics and yeah. make no. It they playable. said they said they'll do gameplay improvements as well. Huh. That's well, what they mentioned in the article I huh. read. Well, okay. I didn't of read a the, respectable I didn't read video game journalism website, <laughs> <laughs> whose opinion I trust. Gotcha. See, I, I loved it, and I'm excited for that. And so it, that alone, hearing that, made me happy that I got the, the gold edition of Odyssey or whatever that came with the season pass. So gotcha. I just wanted to mention that. No, I think uh, it's very exciting because <laughs> 3 is a really great concept. Yeah, there you go. Um, great setting. I just love the setting so much, and I feel like Rogue really captured what's great about it, mm. while 3 didn't. And I feel like this is a really great opportunity for them to fix some of those awful gameplay choices they made. Well, when you play it, let me know what you think of it, because I'm not playing Odyssey and I'm not playing 3 again. I would be curious to hear what you say, too. My main issue with 3 was a lot of the UI choices. 
Like, there's just a lot of crap that they put in there. That I think made they were no trying. To, they were trying to find their footing after. I mean, technically, after yeah, the it was. Trilogy. It was the first one, granted, but since then it's come a long way, and I would like to experience three again with those improvements. With it feeling like Origins, I wouldn't even like want it like that. I want it like Black Flag. Okay. Like if they can do it like that, because there's naval missions and stuff, like it'd be. Awesome. Well, if they update what you say, the gameplay and how it feels and plays, do you think they'd update it like Black Flag, or would they just make it feel like how the games that they're making now are? Because I'm leaning oh, more no, the Oh, no, they wouldn't ladder. do that. No, they're going to just remake it how it is. like Kind of like what they did with Rogue when they remastered it. I thought they just updated the graphics. That's what they did, but they're actually going to go into 3 and fix the mistakes with the gameplay. Okay. And the UI system. Gotcha. I'll have to read that article. So I didn't see that at all. I didn't read That's the article read. at all. You actually read it. We didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> you read it from an from a reputable game journalism website. Who scores? I actually <laughs> consider. So that's the thing with those websites, though, is that they have multiple people working for them. Mm-hmm. How do you know if the the one person that reviewed it agrees with? Okay, okay here's a good example: uh, Mass Effect Three. Okay. So that game got high scores, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. It definitely did. I mean, it had a lot of advertising it's for because the game on their site when they gave it the good review. They were reviewing the game based on the game, not the ending, which most of the, the user base was complaining about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Thought it um, I didn't play it when it was released, but I played it actually earlier this year in March. And I, I really enjoyed it for what it was, but that's after they fixed all the bad stuff about it. Like the ending, they fixed the ending. And they added in some great DLC. I wouldn't say they fixed the yeah. ending. The ending was a lot... I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen the... I watched it because I, I played the original ending, and it really added, like, maybe 17 seconds yeah. mm-hmm. of video to it. That's all it did. Well, you didn't play the Citadel DLC, though. I did not. That that was a really great way of ending the game. Because that was, like, the final thing you did before going into the ending. But it wrapped up a lot of character stories, and I felt like it was a nice way to wrap it up. Oh, okay. I highly recommend it. It was a good DLC. I just didn't care for the story of 2 and 3. They felt like a duology, and oh, that yeah. one was all on its own. Mm-hmm. Duology, that's a, that's a word? Yeah, yeah. That's a word. It's a good word. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like they were focusing too much on making Mass Effect 2 and 3 the story, and Mass Effect 1 was just an intro to the main story. And I liked where Mass Effect 1 was going. They really wrapped it up very oddly, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I saw the controversy back then. Like, I watched the ending as it was three different colors, you know. Yeah. Well, the original ending of the game was changed because people leaked what the ending was written, and it was apparently a much better story. Like, it was... Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, I just found this out actually pretty recently myself. I wish I could cite my sources. Um... (laughs) It was a video or something like that I, I watched. <laughs> I the 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 ending was leaked, so they changed it, and they changed it at the last minute, right before the game came out, and that's why we got the ending we got. No yeah. thanks to Casey Hudson. I'm not going to play Anthem. I'm just going to let you guys know that right now. I'm not playing Anthem. I'm probably not going to either. I'm if it's. I should say I'm not going to play it during its. Like, launch. I'll probably watch a stream of it, and that's it. If it's anything like me with Destiny, I'll play it years down the road Mm. when it's cheap or free. But 
yeah, I'm not interested in spending money on that. Mm. I kind of don't want them to remake a, a KOTOR or make a new KOTOR. I don't trust them with it. Nope. Who? That's a good point. Who should the Star Wars license go to if EA were to ever <laughs> not have their claws around it? Uh, let's revive Lucas Arts and give it back to them. Okay. They knew exactly what they were doing with it. I like the idea of it not being licensed to any one publisher. Yeah. And that developers can pitch it to Lucas, or not Lucas himself, but Lucasfilm. Right. Yeah. yeah, to Lucasfilm and Disney and get it either greenlit or shut down. Yeah, I still regret the cancellation of uh, the Visceral game and not 13, that. 13. 13, 13, mm-hmm. yeah. The Visceral game looked like it might have been cool, too, because it was a single-player, yeah. story-driven experience. Mm-hmm. 13, 13 looked like it would have been amazing, or could have been amazing. Yeah. Because it wasn't a Jedi-centric <laughs> story, which I, I want non-Jedi-centric stories yeah. from time to time. Like, from most of the time to mm-hmm. most of the time. I love the yeah. Imperial Agent story in The Old Republic. It was great. It was really good. Yeah, God, it's been, what, since 2013 that they've had the Star Wars license and all we've gotten is two Battlefronts? Mm-hmm. And that it's... mobile game, yeah. Galaxy of Heroes. That's a good mobile game, though. I, I do love that game. I still play that daily. It is riddled yeah. with <laughs> microtransactions, but it is it is a fun yeah. game. Yeah, I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. We did get... Uh, Lego Star Wars. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. I didn't care for that one, but I've said my piece on Lego games. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some leftover questions from previous podcast episodes. Okay, that I thought would might make some good material. Interesting. Well, uh, this well, is where we normally have fan mail, but since we don't have fans, <laughs> Kyle it's like asked a, away. ask Kyle ask us Anything. question. Kyle we should ask. have a jingle. <laughs> it's time for Kyle ask <laughs> Kyle. Well, ask. Uh, this is something I couldn't bring up last episode, but uh, if there was a superhero you wanted to play in a video game, like who would you want? And who would make it? Like a superhero that exists in media or... Yeah, that hasn't been in a game yet? Yeah. Or that, okay. or that, that hasn't had a good game? That you want to play. <laughs> I'm not a superhero guy, so this is really hard for me. Honestly, I would love another Hulk game. So I know I talked about Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction last week. Yeah. I would love another game like that. I really... Just wanton destruction. Just, just like... Uh, breakable environments. Just you know, I, I kind of think of Prototype. <laughs> Like, have you played that? No. You actually, I, I think, missed. would like that you game. You would like that game. I probably would. That game I remember when it came out. Pretty crappy yeah. reviews. I never played I it, but I watched but Kevin play it. I played the crap. I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I did. I didn't play the second one, I don't think. But yeah. the first one, I had a lot of fun with it. The story was If you abysmal. like smashing things, as, I think you would really enjoy Gameplay it. Gameplay was fun. Type. I think it'd be fun as, like, a not a full-fledged game, maybe, but, like, a smaller, maybe, like... arcade type yeah. with levels. Yeah. Like a PSN or Xbox Live game, mm-hmm. twenty bucks. That'd be fun. I liked the uh, Sega Genesis X Men game. That was a lot of fun. If they did Which a one? game like the arcade style beat 'em up, no. Oh, the one that you actually had levels that you went through and you could play a co op. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot if it had any subtitle to it, mm-hmm. but 
It was a fun game, and I'd love to see a, an updated version, not of that, but like a new game mm-hmm. where you, not from a top-down perspective, like a, was it Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Though those yeah, were, I didn't those care were for fun those games. games. I enjoyed them for what they were. Those were like the the gauntlet it's the style, yes, four player yeah. mashem. Yes, up they thing. were. Yeah. yeah, gauntlet style is a great way to. Yeah. Did you guys play the remaster of Gauntlet, or the reboot, remake, remaster, relaunch, remake, boot of Gauntlet? I haven't played a Gauntlet game since it was back in the arcade when I was I'm a kid. No. no. What year was that? 2015, 2016? No, it wasn't that recent. 2014, maybe? I do vaguely recall there was like a N64, a GameCube Gauntlet I played. But you didn't, get, you didn't play the one that was on Steam? No, nothing recent, no. Because I actually, I streamed that with a couple of friends, and it was a lot of fun. You can actually go back and watch VODs of it on twitch.tv slash pushing buttons because I just renamed my old Twitch channel. But there are videos up of me and a couple of my friends playing that on our Twitch channel. Nice. Yeah. And me playing Shovel Knight and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash pushing buttons. What about you? What superhero would you have? Oh, me. Uh, basically... No, I... Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I was trying to think about this, and I think it'd be really neat to have a game centered around Cable from X-Men, mm-hmm. and uh, it would be like a shooter style, like a 2D shooter. Would time travel be involved? Yeah. It'd have to be, obviously. Like, kind of like the Contra games. Okay. Like, it's very similar gameplay. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really cool, like to see a 2D shooter with Cable. Maybe it's because I just watched Deadpool 2 recently. <laughs> but Deadpool 2 was a great movie. I still have yet to see it. I haven't you seen haven't it. seen it? No. Oh, man. Is here Venom was rated PG-13? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Venom. <laughs> I saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah. I still want to see it, but yeah, it would have been cool if they could have went a little harder with it. I still want to watch Spider-Man Homecoming. I haven't seen it. You I need to, to see you it. Would, you would you... really like it. It's, I think so. It's just a really joyful, awesome movie. Can I just say that Michael Keaton that sold it as right uh, Michael Keaton was a really relatable villain? Yeah. I love relatable villains. You would love Michael Keaton in Spider-Man Homecoming. Like I mean, I thought I loved mm-hmm. Thanos. <laughs> I totally relate to Thanos. Mm-hmm. Thanos did nothing <laughs> wrong. <laughs> and uh I I do think Michael Keaton was Really good as the vulture. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome movie. Speaking of movies, what are you guys looking forward to in the future? The Predator. I'm seeing that on Monday, even though it's getting PG-13 rating. Middling. No, it's R. Oh, it's R. Oh, it's way <laughs> oh, that's R. That's good. Yeah, because <laughs> Predators way was, R from what I wasn't I heard, Predators but... PG-13. No, that was R two. That was R two. Yeah, um, Alien R2? versus Predator. The first one was PG thirteen. That's right. Yeah, that yeah. was a disappointment. Just said R two and didn't even make a Star Wars reference. Thank you. Boop, boop, boop. Thank you. Appreciate it. R two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll be seeing that this weekend or probably Monday, and it's she has like BB eight. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it's been getting kind of. I've seen good reviews for it. People that love it because it's like Max Schofield. And Brian Altano on Twitter, they both praise and saying it's cheesy, like '80s action. Okay. It's over the top. It's mm. it's supposed to be goofy and gory, and other people are saying, "God, this sucks. It's the worst." So, 
I love Predators. I love the franchise, so I'm excited to see it either way. That just made me remember that there was a, a Kung Fury, another Kung Fury coming out. Kung Fury? I still need to see that. Kung Fury was flipping What's Kung Fury? Me. I thought you would. Kevin's jaw just dropped to the floor. <laughs> it's like a 15 minute movie, 20 minute movie. It's on right. Netflix. It's on YouTube. It's on Steam. Oh, okay. It's ridiculous, stupid. It's. Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, the movie. I was gonna say that's what it makes oh, me. Oh, okay, think. that sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it's it's exactly Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, just <laughs> without that setting and none of the related characters to that. Mm. But yeah, just that's, watch it. That's where the Hacker Man meme came from. Pretty sure. <laughs> just watch it with no expectations, other than knowing that it's great. <laughs> I I give it a nine point five because oh. arbitrary numbers. I believe you. But I give it two thumbs up. But do you trust him? And I give it a pear and an apple out of a fruit basket. I trust Kevin with my life. <laughs> I think I got to go see this thing. I it's, think I'll watch it when I get home today. It's it's If it's fantastic. 15 minutes long, then... It might be a little bit longer, but it's not yeah. long. Okay. It's really not. <laughs> it could be a half hour. Maybe I'll watch it tonight, too. I, I did hear uh, Captain Marvel's going to have a trailer on Monday. I heard Tuesday. Well, I heard <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, I didn't. I believe know. Kevin. But either way. Yeah. <laughs> I was lying. It's got to be Wednesday now. <laughs> hey, who's the movie guy here? <laughs> I'm excited fair. to see that trailer, though. I liked all the pictures that they released last week. Yeah, we'll and, wait to see how she looks yeah. in footage. Well, it's Brie Larson. She's going to look good no matter what. Mm. I'm a big Brie Larson fan. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. You guys seen that movie? He has. I have not. She was in that movie? Yeah. She played uh, Envy. Oh, I don't remember. Remembers that. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Oh, I love that movie back then. I, I still love that movie. I think I've seen her in Kong Skull Island. Yeah. That, um, that's it. I think she was in 21 Jump Street, too? I don't remember that. If, if I remember that was right. a great, hilarious movie. Though. I love that That movie. was really funny. That and, and 22. 22. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I trust Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh That'll be good. Aquaman's coming out. That looks too. really good. I'm excited for that. I'm yeah. That I was really skeptical when I first heard he was getting a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Jason Momoa looks like he's going to have an awesome time. Mm-hmm. I was going to mention this earlier uh, when we were talking about superhero video games. Yeah. I wouldn't mind another Punisher video game. <gasps> good choice. I, well, I yeah. mean, Punisher is obviously perfect for a video game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't play the last one. I'd love to be able to play. Yeah. To play one. You know, I've always wanted to try the Deadpool games. Those look kind of fun. They're funny. Yeah. I would still highly recommend Spider-Man over it. Yeah. If I were to play a over Deadpool. superhero game right now, it would be Spider-Man. Yeah. I'd also like to see an X-Men RPG. Like, not in the style of the beat-em-up, but like an actual RPG. What do you mean when you say actual RPG? Like a JRPG or... You know, something that's not... A tabletop RPG? Yeah, like or... something that's open world. Kind of like Spider-Man. But you make your own character and you're an X-Men. City of Heroes, essentially. Just yeah. a licensed version of that. Or but DC like a highly polished... Online, just Marvel you know, instead. Yeah. Not an MMO version. A good version. I MMOs mean... can be good, <laughs> but they're... Yeah. Mostly not. Yeah. I know. I, I speak. I, I speak from experience. <laughs> I I do think it's in fair. general I would like to see more superhero video games, specifically Marvel ones. 
just actual good video games that aren't Injustice or Ultimate Alliance or anything. It's like always that. like the gimmicky like good genres. single player games, I should say. There's like fighting or you know party game yeah. or some off the wall Lego game or like they need to really buckle down and make more experiences like Arkham series or Spider Man. And even Iron Man would make Iron a Man really, a really fun, fun game. game. Yeah. And they had that terrible license game with the first movie. Actually, I read some the other day that each one of those first movies in the phase one of Marvel had their own video game. Oh, really? Captain America First Avenger had one. Iron Man had one. Um, Thor had one. Oh, God, I remember those games now. I don't remember any of those. I think they said they all really had one, too. Yeah, and they had really bad reviews, but they were yeah. funny reviews because they were so bad. I remember playing the demo for Iron Man, and <laughs> it wasn't good. Yeah, they, they stopped after that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was uh, back in the day when they were pushing out things to coincide with movies constantly. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that happened so much anymore. I, I think it lost a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that Pit Cross game that you and I play, right? Uh-huh. So that update came out on Android, so there Probably. are 200 more puzzles. Mm-hmm. This update is not allowed on my device. What? I can't play it anymore. How that is sucks. that possible? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm up to date on the recent Android updates, and huh. I can't download it from the Play Store. You must have an old-ass phone. It's. I don't know if it's old-ass. It's it's a good two years old. Oh, yeah. In phone time, that's like... Oh, yeah. I only buy a years. phone like yeah. every five, six years. <laughs> this is my third, Dang. fourth... Fourth or fifth cell phone ever wow. out of 12 years. So I guess that's like hmm. every three years on average. But I broke a few. So my first cell phone lasted me about five. No, my first one was on a family plan. I'm curious. How did you break your phones? Overheating. It's always been overheating. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What, you put it in the microwave? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they no, get hot in my pocket. Hot pocket. And it was actually when... My fiance and I first started dating was when one of it was my my last phone broke she was due to overheating. It was both her and the buddy of mine that set us up, and they were both texting me at the same time while I was out on, driving a company vehicle during work hours, and cause I had your job at the time, Robert. And uh, it was really hot outside, and the the phone just started getting really hot, and then I received like I think my phone thought it was like 120 texts all at the same time but Whoa. it was it was really only them each sending me a text at the exact same second that blew my phone up huh. and it just didn't work out <laughs> i have never had that happen yeah it's that's that's something special yeah well you also pay a lot for your phone so they're probably gonna last longer than mine because you, you buy the, the apple stuff i don't iphone yeah i don't i don't well i only apple recently stuff. switched over to iphone with my last uh, phone before this before that i was android i had the galaxies but See, are you satisfied are, with those the are purchase? Top end. Yeah, I mean, I could go one way or the other, honestly, on Android or iPhone. The only reason I still have an iPhone now is because it's is easier to just move all my stuff. Be a lot more hassle to switch back to Android. Yeah. So. The last thing I want to get to before we get going for the day: yeah. cell phone use in video games. Mm. Cheesy, necessary. There's good and bad instances. Like yeah. I remember GTA 4, and that oh, drove me nuts. GTA 5, it actually works pretty well. 
I thought. But GTA 4 was gone awful. Yeah. GTA 4 is a horrible game, in my opinion. I didn't, enjoy, I didn't I get any enjoyment out of it. I hated my friends to be like, hey, man, you want to hang out? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's Roman. Let's go bowling. Yeah. I'm just like, decline, decline, decline. <laughs> just like in real life. Exactly, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kyle, let's go record a podcast. Decline, decline, decline. <laughs> Can't hear you. Well, in that case, uh, I hit accept, accept, accept. Because he trusts you. That's true. <laughs> he trusts me with his life. Yeah, he does. That's a dangerous mistake, my friend. There uh, are a lot of are games. Are you saying my life's in danger? There are a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of games that use cell phones as like a way of mm-hmm. just I can't quick... think of any specific instances. It's usually open world games. I think yeah. Just Cause does a phone system type thing. Oh, yeah. You I... like call the operator to oh. get guns and... Metal Gear Solid, you had the the radio and you could flip through the different like well, radio frequencies to codec, talk to different yeah. people, or I whatever it's called. I wouldn't necessarily equate that to cell phone use, but well, maybe not a cell phone, but it was still the same concept. Yeah, as a phone, you contact people in the game whenever you want. I think it can be implemented well. It's just an interesting question. Yeah, something I wish I would have thought about before I asked. I will say, like Metal Gear Solid Five, they have like a version of that. It's like a handheld device. I love that thing. That was the best part about Metal Solid 5's gameplay. What, what do they do with it? You could do anything from it. You could uh, look at a map and like plot, you know, where to go. Okay. You know, kind of like a PDA. Okay. Like anything you can do with the PDA, you can do it with this. But I not... remember PDAs when those were a thing. Mm, yeah. Now <laughs> it's everything. I mean, this is the '80s, so this is like a high-tech PDA. <laughs> and it had like a holographic interface. God, those things were still being made for office use up until like maybe seven or eight years ago. Yeah, but it was such a immersive way of like using the UI. Because, you know, you have a UI, but you do most of the commands and like ordering vehicles or weapons or whatever through the PDA. And, oh, man, I just loved everything about it. It was so fun to use. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Well, what video games do you guys think you're going to play this weekend? Well, I could probably give you three guesses. <laughs> wow, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. That's Kyle, Robert, Kevin. Or one for each person? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were you're saying correct guess in all three, three guesses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Robert might one be playing guess the Witcher. Person, I'll be playing guesses. some Witcher, too. Yeah. Yeah. Witcher 3? Probably. <laughs> I know you said probably two, two and also. Three, yeah. <laughs> probably more Witcher than Spider-Man. I think I'm going to try to finish The Messenger. Well, for me, uh, I'm getting to a point in WoW where I think I'm ready for the raid, the first raid that came out. Ooh. Because I've been doing the Mythic Dungeons. Sounds mythical. Well, it's Sound like getting I said to a mystical, point. but with a lisp. Mythical. I've got a good grasp on the open world content. All my reputations, like the stuff you have to get to progress the story. It's at Revered, which is like the next one and you're done, basically. Gotcha. So I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost done with all of them. I'm at revered with four out of six. And that was then, weird. Uh, right now, my gear item level is three forty six, which is pretty good. Because you start. Would you rate for, that like an eight out of ten? <laughs> well, it's it's a way of tracking your character's progress in the game. I get it. Like Destiny uses a light level. And, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I've done a lot of the. Ex- Expansion's main features, like the Ion Expeditions and the Warfront, which are kind of meh. Like, I didn't really think much of them. But I'm really enjoying the open world content. 
like the zones in particular, okay. the world questing as it's referred to. And the dungeons are great as well. I, I enjoy each of them. Like the dungeons from last expansion were not really my cup of tea, but the dungeons in Battle for Azeroth are great. You also don't like tea. Like tea's not your cup of tea. I like tea. Do you? Yeah. I'm British. I like I like tea. I don't like tea. It must have been you that I was thinking of no. when I said that. I don't like I'm anti tea. That offends me, sir. Anti. <laughs> I get it. Anti. <laughs> anti. Do you guys drink tea? You should let us know on Twitter. Hit us up at Twitter. On Twitter. Or at Twitter, whatever, at pushing buttons P. Uh, or on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Comment on the video. Yeah, comment on the video, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Hit the little notification bell so it goes ding and that you get notified of any other future uploads, including this podcast and maybe any other videos that we might do. Thank you for listening to this podcast, however you're listening to us. We will see you next time. Adios. Good night. Love you. Ooh, ooh, ooh.